Hello, welcome and thank you for joining our hair podcast where our hair is a crown and our gift. Come and join us on this journey of self-love and self-care. My name is Gladia, aka Gladia's Natural, and I will be your host. If you're new here, welcome. And please take a moment to watch all prior episodes as each one piggyback off of the other. And if you're a regular, thanks for listening in again. Please be sure to share and blast these posts with all your friends, family, and group pages. It is our word of the day. (laughs) Anagen effluvium. An abrupt shedding of hair in normal anagen, which is the growing phase, by a traumatic event such as severe illness or cancer treatment like chemotherapy. Welcome back everyone to Out Hair Podcast. Today's interview is going to be sponsored by the Black Hair Experience, helping naturally release the with how hair plays a role in the woman's confidence and other importance of representation topics. Check out www.theblackhairexperience.com for more. The title of today's interview is Self-Confidence Mistakes Every Naturalista Needs to Avoid. <laughs> My name is Gladia Ntian, and today I'm talking with Alicia Brooks and Elizabeth Austin Davis. These girls are experts about the self-confidence mistakes um, that may have stopped naturalistas dead in their chat, really before they even get started. Alicia Brooks and Elizabeth Austin Davis, they're a well-known expert on this subject and has graciously consented to this interview to share extensive knowledge and experience to help us avoid the most damaging mistakes in this area so every naturalista can understand how their hair plays a role in the woman's confidence. So thank you again for joining us um on this live interview hi alicia and hi miss elizabeth austin davis hi. Hi. hi hi you guys so um my first question is about your background and experience in the field of black hair experience so the naturalistas in our audience can understand who you are where you're coming from and how you can relate to where they are right now um, we're going to jump into the specific mistakes when it comes to the importance of representation and how hair plays a role in the woman's confidence so our audience can understand how to avoid the trouble that has stopped so many of them. So could you guys tell me a little bit about yourself in terms of background, education, and experience in the black hair experience? Yeah, so um, Alicia and I have been friends for over a decade. Um, We both met while we were in corporate America in St. Louis. Um, We have been, you know, I think natural. I think I was maybe going natural when I first met you. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. so it's been it's been um, a long time for us. And um, by trade, I'm a um, a photographer Mm -hmm. and Alicia is a visual artist. And, you know, we came together um, to create the Black Hair Experience, um, an experiential museum that's dedicated to Black hair and Black hair culture, um, really to be able to have a space for Black women to come and to see themselves mm-hmm. um, and to see and be proud of whatever way they decide to wear their hair. I think that was the biggest thing for us, too, like when it comes to this um, 
you know, this time period of where we are, especially this year and how heavy that it's been, Mm -hmm. that, you know, we have a space that that shows different types of, you know, hair types and represent black women um, in the way that they want to to see themselves and and themselves to be represented because, you know, we have found in our journey um, and transitioning to natural or whenever I had a perm or just in general, like our hair has been such a big factor um, within our community and outside of our community when it comes to discrimination, Mm. when it comes to so many different, you know, avenues. So we really wanted to create this space so that women can come have fun with their friends, take pictures, you know, have a good time. And to know that no matter what way they decide to wear their hair, that they're beautiful. So Elizabeth, you said something very important. I think um, I'm just going to put the light on there and it's because of the discrimination, you know, mm-hmm. um, most women have faced and truly we have transitioned a lot when it comes to our hair and something I think is important is that when it comes to discrimination, when it comes to all those factors that are bringing, trying to put us down all the time, how important is that in our confidence? Yeah, I definitely think it can play a role. I think for us as women, you know, you can tell when, even within myself, I'm thinking about times where my hair was done or that I was really happy with my hair. It really exudes out of me in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like, you know, um, women that are in corporate America or, you know, women that are just in the workplace, I feel like right now um, that is still a very big struggle that, you know, we have inside of our community. And then even also from the outside, even inside of our community, we still have a lot of self-love to, um, that needs to happen in that regard to say that even if sis decides she wants to wear a wig, it's fine. Or if she wants to have, you know, box braids, that's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as she loves herself, you know, um, in understanding that our culture in terms of our hair has, um, even though those, those forces are still there, I don't want to undermine that. But a lot of black women now we wear our hair because that's what we want to do. And it has changed to be a part of our culture to say that if I want to wear a wig this week or have braids next week, that's what I want to do. So, you know, I do feel like there's a a sense of like, yes, that is still happening. Yes, that's still prevalent. Yes, that plays a big role in, you know, um, the confidence of Black women and just just those outside forces are still there. Like there's a whole, you know, act that's currently, you know, they're trying to um, pass in Congress called the Crown Act, where it comes to so people can stop being discriminated based off of their hair. So like that is still real and that is still here. Mm -hmm. But there's never been a space for us to say that you are beautiful and to celebrate our mm. hair, our creativity, and not deem it as something less than. Um, so that's, you know, really what this space is about and what we're trying to, the positivity we're trying to put out there. Right. Um, and th- so this is Alicia. And, and yes. so then, but, like Liz was saying, like our main focus here is to really create a space that Black women can feel seen. Um, something that was created from the start to the finish with them in mind. Um, something that we're hoping to help normalize um, the black hair experience, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not a conversation topic in our school districts. It's not a conversation topic at work because it shouldn't be. Um, because those are not conversation, you know, topics at work for our white counterparts. So mm-hmm. the idea of creating a space um, that is 
specifically meant for coming and taking photos is the shareability of those photos, right? So if we're taking photos, we're sharing them, we can normalize like the beauty that is in our experience, in our journey, um, no matter where you are with your hair. Like Liz was saying, you know, if I wake up today and I want to wear my hair in a twist out or a wash and go, or I want to shave it all off and start over again, I mean, that's prerogative. I have every right to do so. And it doesn't have to be um, a debate or um, a conversation about the professionalism um, mm-hmm. of my hair or the appropriateness because that's no one's position um, to take. You guys snapped on one of the most controversial pro- um, topic for Black women in particular, you know, and that is discrimination. And the whole purpose is because we don't have a place where we feel we can be ourselves. Because we had to strip our identity from what they told us we're supposed to look like. We had to start all over again. And even though we had the opportunity to now be natural, we still feel like we're out of place. We still feel like I can't go somewhere without, you know, feeling celebrated. You know, more like it's just like, oh, she's doing this change or whatever when really this is who I am this is me this is my hair this is what it does you know and I think you guys are doing such an incredible job by giving us um this world where people can see themselves and uh, because I have a 12 year old daughter and one of the things I think is so important is that um we don't make the same mistake that was made to us you know, and giving them the tools and giving them a blueprint and giving them that freedom to feel comfortable in their own skin, no matter what that means, Mm -hmm. is so crucial because it was taken away from us in our generation. We had to learn to do that for ourselves. We had to unlearn the idea that I wasn't beautiful. I had to unlearn that. It's sad, but that's the sad truth because our parents weren't taught that, you know, to some extent. I think that's so important that um, that you guys are looking in that avenue as well because they are our future. Yeah. And, you know, I think Alicia and I both have daughters and, you know, our daughters are smaller. Um, my daughter's four and Alicia's daughter is six. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a part of the story to making sure that they love themselves the way that they are. But then I, yeah. a part of me that also wants to say, like, I want them to be able to do what they want to do. You know, like I, I don't right. a standard of saying like, hey, like kind of like like you were saying when we were growing up, like the standard is you you're pretty if your hair is straight or you're pretty right. if you have long hair or you know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever right. those constructs are, I want my daughter to be able to say, like, I want to do this or I want to do what's best for me in terms of what her hair is and it be accepted um in society in society and even if it's not accepted she's happy with the decision that she made you know so i yeah. think that's part of it as well you know making sure like putting that foot you know that de- like in the beginning of you know her development to say like hey like the chances that my daughter you know is going to you know have you know a relaxer right now when she was younger while she's young is not not something that is going to happen but later on in life if that's what she chooses to do I want to make sure that she understands that that's not something she has to do to be body Mm -hmm. standard or anything like that like if that's her choice you know so I think that's 
you know, what me and Alicia, like even inside of the experience that we were trying to really hit home um, within our own community is we have to, I really just want women and women of color to, to love themselves. And that looks differently Mm -hmm. for every single person of what that loves looks like and love themselves through their hair, you know? So some people love long hair, short hair, curly hair, you know, whatever it is. Like, I just want you because for so long we were told not to, or for so long deemed we were just trying to survive as, you know, black people in this country. So we assimilate. So like even some of the things that in our, in our culture is deemed ghetto or deemed, you know, not Mm. worthy. It is, you know, it is now popular for other people. So it's like those type of things we need to say, like, yes, like we reveal in, you know, what we've created and our creativity and know that it's beautiful. So I think that's part of it, you know, for me as well. I love it. I love it, Elizabeth. Um, so well, it's obvious you guys are the right um, experts for us when it comes to building self-confidence. Let's dive into some of the mistakes um, that some naturalistas have made, and we just want to kind of clear it up for them. What is a self-confident mistake a naturalista make um, where they think in their minds they're actually doing the right thing and don't realize it's a mistake? So I can speak maybe from my personal experience, right, starting out um, being natural, you know, and falling into the world of YouTube and really like comparing my failures to the success of those YouTubers. Um, I think that's like mm. the, the mistake that a lot of naturals make starting out. And I think it can affect, you know, their confidence or your confidence in that situation. If you bought the exact same hair products and the same hair tools, but your twist out didn't turn out the same way as her twist mm. out. Have you recently chopped off your permed hair and you were excited to embrace your natural hair, but now you're dreading what to do next? Maybe you've been natural for quite some time and your hair is just not flourishing like you would imagine it to be because everything you've tried has not worked. Or could it be that your hair is growing, but it's constantly dry and you can't seem to retain the proper amount of moisture? Listen, I've heard it all because I've been there too and it sucks because now all you really want to do after all this struggling is to slap back that creamy crack you once ran away from. Don't feel bad. You're not alone alone. This is why I came up with a solution. First, put back that creamy crack you're about to use again. And instead, I want you to pick up a copy of my ebook, The Ultimate Guide to Rocking That Natural Hair. That's right. I've created a simple seven-step natural hair framework to help you to tackle those different stages in your natural hair journey. So no more guessing. Our proven hair system has helped thousands of naturals like you to develop their own custom regimen so that they can ultimately reach their hair goals. And now you're about to be next. Download your copy today at www.bit.ly/naturalebook and be well on your way to slaying that beautiful God-giving hair. Again, that's www.bit.ly/naturelle E-B-O-O-K. Happy slaying. (laughs) 
happened. <laughs> it, it was a blow because I was a, a, a big chopper. Like one day I woke up and I went to the salon and cut all my hair off. And so I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't do no transition. <laughs> and so immediately it was like shock. Like, what did I do? And how, <laughs> and how do I move forward? You know? And I, at, at the time I was dating my husband and it was like, he's like, well, what happened to the, to the, at the time it was like Nicki Minaj was first out. Yeah. He's like, what happened to that Nicki Minaj hairstyle? I'm like, what do you mean? You don't like, <laughs> you don't like my, my big top? I mean, you'll like maybe twist out, you know? So I'm, I'm spending hours and, and hundreds of dollars trying to mimic what I'm seeing on the internet Mm. and finding myself disappointed because my texture was different than the girl whose video I was watching. Mm. The same thing to my hair that they did to hers and then feeling discouraged and ready to go slap a a quick weave on my head because I couldn't with, you know, the beauty that I actually had, right? Or even the inspiration that I may have provided to other women that was like, hey, I want to go natural, but I'm not sure. Um, Because at that time, mm-hmm. that may have been like 2008, mm-hmm. 2009 when I, when I went natural, I did the big <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the biggest mistake starting out is like looking um, to, and it's okay to look at the influencers and watch the videos. It's totally fine to get inspiration or, or motivation, fine, mm-hmm. but to not use that as as the standard of success or beauty with your hair, you know. Right. So if that twist out or that braid out doesn't turn out, you know, the same, that doesn't mean your hair is not beautiful. It doesn't mean that. Right. Um, I think it just means, you know, you just got to figure out what works for your hair. And that in this its own journey. Um, I think sometimes the biggest mistake, again, is not giving yourself like the room to grow in the transition that you're making. Um, I think we can get, well, I know I'm going to talk with personal experience. I got really frustrated. And then also, I think as well, like when it comes to being, you know, natural is like, I remember at the time, and this may be different for everyone else, some of my friends weren't going natural and kind of looking down on them because they weren't. So I think that's also something that I would say that needs to, you know, kind of change as well. Like, I wish I would have been a little bit more supportive to whatever my friends decided they wanted to do. Like my journey is my journey. Um, so I think that would be something yeah. that I'm um, kind of going along the same same lines of what Alicia was saying um, is like your journey is your journey. Your hair type is your hair type. And it's going to take time to figure it out. So sure, I went through a bunch of products, um, you know, a lot of failed tri- twist outs, you know, and I'm just not mm-hmm. taking that time to learn my hair and um, was a, a, a big mistake that I made. So I think that that is what I would, you know, tell them. That's awesome. You know, you you actually helped me to segue into the next question that I had. What is a cool trick you figured out or discovered with how hair plays a role in the woman's confidence that will really help the naturalistas in our audience with the black hair? So I think that when it comes to our hair, and this may be, this I'm going to speak for me. Again, like when I get my hair done, I mm-hmm. feel good about myself. Like I just like yeah. oh I got my hair did or I got this you know whatever I decided to put in to put in that day so I think mm-hmm. you know I think it's also um I don't even know if it's really a trick would you say it's a trick Alicia no 
No, I would say, well, I would say a trick more so than a tool. I know if I'm having an off day, I keep a head wrap on. on yeah. Because <laughs> I can go from, you know, zero to 100 real quick, depending on the weather. Um, so I think mm-hmm. as far as like keeping the confidence and, and, and making sure it's there or a trick to, to keep that is, I guess, I'll have your tools and your and your go-tos ready, mm-hmm. you know, always, I guess, stay ready. Because with me, it, my hair, and I think probably for most women, it, it's going to change depending on what the weather is that day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. now, it's cute when I left, but it's cloudy and windy and just in walking inside to sit down for this interview, I feel like I have a fro now, <laughs> like a blow has blown out the <laughs> twists are gone <laughs> yeah definitely figuring out a trick is something really quick like I like to do buns or something you know you'll see me like that for a week because I'm like yeah I'm just this is this is good enough for now <laughs> until I really do something but my confidence level doesn't change you know but like you said doing our hair sometimes is very important to us I've, I have a like eight siblings and seven of us are girls so doing our hair is like a big thing, you know, and it, it really does bring up your confidence. But I also had to learn to be com- comfortable without really having an extravagant hairstyle. You know, like how you're saying your hair right now is probably in a fro. It's more like, well, it is what it is. And I'm loving and I'm gonna it. I'm going to be you know? greeting people as they come in here shortly with my hair. It is what it is. <laughs> this is how it out of my head. And the weather has helped shift it into something different. And this is where we're at today. I, I'm I, you know what a trick I always keep some lipstick right that'll not yes yes I agree point, but I know it's there <laughs> so what is the secret every naturalista needs to know when it comes to how hair plays a role in a woman's confidence I'm, I think a, a secret they should always know it. yeah of course listen. I think there is no no like I think the secret is like you create the confidence that you want you know Hair doesn't define you as a person. So your confidence should be like, once you get to a place of self-love and self-reflection, you, it won't matter what your hair looks like. You will always exude that confidence because you have worked on yourself. You have worked on things that you feel insecure Mm -hmm. about. Like you have come to terms with who you are as a person. So I I just want to say again to everyone, like, your hair is, is an extension of you, but it is not you. Love it. Um, what final thoughts do you guys have to help motivate natural leases with how hair plays a role in a woman's confidence? Um, I think just, again, just owning owning who you are, knowing that you are beautiful, your hair is beautiful. It doesn't matter, you know, what curl pattern you have. Um, whether you are a, a natural who wears her hair straightened all the time or braided all the time or um, you're, you know, playing with different hairstyles, I think that it's important for you to know that you are beautiful. Like your hair is perfect <laughs> no matter what society's standards are. I know we don't always necessarily see ourselves mm-hmm. and our the versatility of black hair represented in the media but, you know, despite what you're seeing, you know, on your television, like we are here, we are beautiful, um, and that versatility does exist. Well, Alicia Brooks and Elizabeth Austin Davis, thank you for this great interview. I'm sure all the naturalistas in our audience have a much clearer understanding of the mistakes 
when it comes to building their self-confidence and how to avoid them. So thank you very much for sharing your expertise and experiences so graciously. So can you guys tell us a little bit more about www.theblackhairexperience.com? Specifically, how does it help naturalistas with how hair plays a role in so the for, conference? I would definitely say um, on our website and, and absolutely in our experience, really our goal is to create a space to reinforce what we know lies within all of us is that the fact that we're beautiful. It's just it's reinforcing it to really push out um, the normalization of how beautiful and versatile black hair is. So um, that's what you'll be able to see um, on our website because there's a portion of our website that's dedicated to stories. Um, like Liz said at the beginning, she is a photographer and a part of this project involved her going to different cities and taking the photos and capturing the stories of just different black women, not, you know, influencers or people with large platforms, but just everyday black women in different cities. And they, we, we always ask them, so when did you fall in love with your hair? Um, and, and for every woman, it was different. Some mm. said, I still haven't fallen in love with my mm -hmm. hair or some gave specific day or moment mm -hmm. some tapped into their childhood um, or joyful experience from there and even some shared some hurt some hurt some pain that came with their journeys with their hair so you can definitely check that out that is on our website under the story section um, and that's really what this was about it was about creating a safe space for women celebrating our hair letting black women know that that we see you and we've created a space for you to feel seen Yes, guys, you heard them get your tickets um, to this one-of-a-kind event on their website at www.theblackhairexperience.com for their natural hair exhibit, which started already November 20th, 2020, and should be lasting up until December 20th of this year um, in Atlanta. Um, but I know you guys are solely um, in that location. There's no virtual. Kind no, of not at the moment, but it's definitely something that we've been working together to try to figure out how to roll this out uh, virtually. Well, I know we're definitely um, yeah. trying to take it on the road. I, the pandemic is definitely dictating, you know, when and, and where we're going to be able to go next. I think we've been in talks about going to DC, but um, definitely, um, Check us out on Instagram so you can stay in the loop about kind of where we're going next or what we're rolling out next. So we're pretty excited about 2021. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Alicia Brooks and Elizabeth Austin Davis, you guys are awesome. You know, you're beautiful young women who is doing, who's leaving behind a legacy. And I'm so proud to be witnessing this in action and to support you guys as you wherever that you guys may go because you're doing something positive that is going to be everlasting um is there any last words that you guys no have? i just would like to say thank you you know thank you so much for having us and giving us mm -hmm. opportunity to um speak with your audience we really appreciate it and we just want to say if you guys want to keep up with us you can find us on instagram at the black hair experience definitely you guys all their information will be in the description box of this episode um and thank you all the naturalistas in our audience for joining us for this amazing presentation about the mistakes surrounding um self-confidence and the real truth about how to avoid those mistakes and get better results instead so again i'm glad you intend thanks for joining us on the our hair podcast i'd like to invite you again to check out www.theblackhairexperience.com today for more information on how you can succeed with building self-confidence 
and how hair plays a role in the woman's confidence today. Alicia Brooks and Elizabeth Thank Austin you. Davis. Thank you. Thank you for listening in to our hair podcast where self-love and self-care is our number one priority. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this post to your friends, family, and with your favorite hair groups. I look forward to you listening in again on our next post. Until next time, bye-bye. Hey guys, welcome to Gladia's Natural Podcast. I am so happy to be basically doing this podcast through Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to literally create a podcast like this one I'm creating. They give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right away from your phone or your computer. And then there are so many other great features like the creation tool, which allows you to record and edit your podcast. So it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And the best part about it all is that you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So I don't know about you, but that sealed the deal for me. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F like Frank, M like Mary. Have a great one.